Hi, this is Lindy Kaiser, Senior Editor of ClearanceJobs.com. Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Jay Pendarvis, Vice President of Sequoia Holdings, a provider of high-end development, software engineering, and big data solutions. Over the past several years, the backlog and security clearance processing delays have grown staggering. The one potential silver lining? Both employees and the federal government are working to provide new solutions to help the government meet its talent shortage. Today, we're learning how Sequoia Holdings is poised to do that. Just to get us started, can you give an overview of who Sequoia is, what your mission is, what you guys do in the cleared space in particular? So Sequoia has been established for about six and a half years, almost seven years now, primarily focusing on the intelligence community. We provide software engineering services and cloud services for multiple agencies and customers within that space. Most of our people work on site within government facilities and act as subject matter experts in a range of different skill sets. We're a company of about 60 or so people now. We're continuing to grow. By the end of this year, we'll probably be at about 65 people. Very excited about the prospects coming up and been very happy with our growth. And what kind of work do you do for the federal government? Most of our work is highly classified. I would say in the areas of software engineering, we develop a lot of enterprise kind of wide applications that are utilized by analysts to do various activities. We also help out with cloud services, the intelligence community, leveraging the Amazon Web Services Cloud for most of their computing. And we provide services around those um, areas and skill sets because that's pretty vast. thing about Amazon is once you bring it in, it's fine. You have a, a, a pretty large and expansive and scalable infrastructure, but you need system integrators like uh, Sequoia and others to ensure that you know the applications work within this new environment and, and provide O&M services for customers to make sure that they're receiving all the benefits of the environment. Kind of got this conversation started because I got an interesting email from you guys about some of the unique workarounds you've created, which is basically in response to the current security clearance backlog. We know there's a one to two year delay for security clearance determinations. It's been dubbed a national security crisis by everyone from senators to the Department of Defense. So how has Sequoia personally experienced the backlog and clearance delays? This clearance backlog problem is incredibly important to fix, right? We're literally really jeopardizing the mission in a lot of cases because we don't have the right amount of resources. Our pool of candidates is entirely too small and people are just sitting in a backlog. It's taken an average of 18 months to get people cleared. So it is a huge problem and it could be resolved. It should have been resolved like years ago. Not really sure what Congress and the rest of the government is doing in terms of this, I think a lot of it can be resolved through artificial intelligence because a lot of these things that are done early on in the background investigation are just check boxes. But I think I'm encouraged to hear that we are moving toward a more automated clearance process and hopefully it'll get resolved in the next couple of years. We're doing a couple of things at Sequoia to try and mitigate the the problem with the, the backlog. One is we're we're trying to clear college students early on, like we're talking about rising juniors. We're getting them, the ones that are concentrating on computer science and system engineering and kind of big data, those skill sets, we're clearing those folks through our clearance pipeline that the government has afforded us so that if it takes 18 months by the time they're graduating, these folks are coming out of school with the proper clearances, 
have a good amount of experience in various concentrations that we know are important to our customer, and then we're able to place them on site. So that we call that our unclassified clearance pipeline. We've been really building that up. Another thing that we've done is going back to what I was saying earlier about the pool of cleared candidates that system integrators have to choose from, being that it's so small, what we did is we created a product called the Combine. So the Combine was a product that originally was an idea after the intelligence community awarded the cloud contract to Amazon Web Services. So the problem with this is that Amazon Web Services had to create a special cloud for the intelligence community, and it's called C2S, right? But the products that were being produced that were supposed to go into C2S were being developed within AWS, which is the commercial version of the cloud. The problem is, is when you produce products in the commercial version, it doesn't work in the cleared version of the cloud. What Sequoia did is we created a product called Combine, which essentially simulates the cleared version, which is called C2S, but we make it available within AWS, which is the unclassified environment. Theoretically, you can use unclassified, well, pe well, people who don't have clearances to do product development, to do low to high development within this very specific environment, and then port up the applications and or the code into the classified environment where you have full scope poly engineers can, that can then integrate developed applications and the DevOps products into the classified environment. So now you can leverage a larger pool of candidates to do development services for the intelligence community and been working tremendously well for us. We have about 40 customers right now that are actually doing that. And that allows these companies to now deliver products into the classified community and enables them to leverage all of their resources not just resources with clearances, but also system engineers and, and software developers who don't necessarily have clearances at this time. So that's helping us kind of continue to support the mission with the reality of this 18-month backlog within the clearance process. It's an interesting concept because you've talked so much about the issue, even just in the government's ability to get the talent at once. There's just some people in IT and tech who don't want clearance, the hassles of obtaining one. So the more opportunities we have to kind of open up the work without increasing the security vulnerabilities, that sounds like a, a pretty key point. So how does Combine do that exactly, allowing the access without introducing the vulnerability? We're the only company that has authorization from the government to do this. We're talking about simulating a classified environment, which is pretty touchy when it comes to making that available to the commercial community. You won't see our product certainly on the Amazon marketplace commercial side. We do directly offer it to customers that we know are supporting the community and or product developers that are trying to get into the community. But it's a very extensive process. Each company has to be vetted by the government and there's a clearance process, a foci process for each organization as well before they can start using the combine. Once they're able to get through it, we make it available for each one of these product organizations or system integrators because we're starting to offer the product to all the large system integrators, including the Lockheed Martins and Northrop Grumman's of the world as well, because they're the ones with the 400 FTE development contracts. If there are ways to cut their costs over the life of a contract, this could be a great option for them where they can leverage 
cheaper resources or to do a lot of their development, thus delivering the discount that the government's been asking for for years in terms of our development operations. Definitely security is paramount for all of these activities, and the government is very well entwined in everything that we're doing. It reminds me of the, the recent article I read in the Wall Street Journal, and it talked about how those Lockheed Martins, General Dynamics, they were trying to find these workarounds, in some cases physical workarounds, and saying on a ship that General Dynamics was building, for instance, they were putting up tarps to separate from cleared facilities and uncleared, which sounds kind of ridiculous. I think the digital version of this sounds actually a little bit more secure. But again, and just for the fact that you literally cannot find enough people to staff the number of cleared positions you have to a large extent, it's almost a requirement and a need right now that we're able to create some of these solutions that allow people to get to work in those environments. But like you said, there's still a vetting process, even for Combine, you know, the companies you work with, it's not just something that anyone can access, for instance. It's a very rigorous security process because once you're using the Combine, you're certainly not in a classified environment. You're in a simulated classified environment. But even though it's a simulation, we're still very sensitive to what we are allowing the public to see in terms of our configuration. But of course, all of our code is is certainly not shared with any of our clients that are utilizing the combine. Everything is behind the scenes. You can be ensured that if you are developing within our environment, it will work on the high side because we are in sync with all the changes and all the configuration nuances that exist within the classified environment, and we make it available through our combine. And so the risk before was you had folks developing things on the on the commercial cloud. And then without the guarantee that it would work on that separate classified cloud environment. So basically what this does is ensures that those folks working on things that need to work on the classified side, they know that it will do that, I guess. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, it's just that was a huge problem. I mean, the intelligence community really wants to build an environment where there is a marketplace for them, where they can just go into the marketplace and download various applications that are important to their specific mission. We have to get products into that marketplace for them. But if these product developers from Silicon Valley or wherever they're from are building these products and they're not building them to spec for this specific environment, we'll have problems like we've seen before where products will be ported over into the classified environment and they just won't work. A lot of times they'll be they'll have hidden calls that go out to the internet and there is no internet access within the classified environment. So there's a break point right there. So if you're not checking for that, if you're not ahead of time understanding the restrictions and within this environment, you know, your products just won't work. So Combine allows you to do these things, do all your checks, do all your testing, and actually do all your security before you get into the environment too. Because that's another added you know, barrier there, because every application has to pass certain security standards to be also displayed within the high side environment. At Sequoia, we partner with a company called Telos to provide the security for the combine. Within the combine, you can run all of your security checks through an automated process that's provided by Telos. Once you've completed your testing and Telos gives you the certification, you can be ensured that now your product will also meet all the security standards once it's ported up to the high side as well. And Telos is known as being a security compliance organization on the high side by the customer. And they've also been approved by the customer to provide this advantage for the combine. We're the only product right now that's actually doing all of these checks 
for product developers that want to get into the intelligence community and that have been endorsed by the government to do so. Sounds like there's really a lot of applications even just for helping the Defense Department and the intelligence community tap into some of the resources that Silicon Valley offers in terms of producing these often cutting edge applications or creating new applications that we will be useful to the federal government. And this kind of gives a, a gateway for better cooperation. Oh, definitely. And there's a brand new contract that's coming up that's going to be focused on the cloud for DOD, which is called JEDI. It's humongous. I mean, it's a $10 billion IDIQ that will be awarded to either Amazon or Microsoft or IBM or all the above. I mean, I don't think they even know how it's going to be structured just yet because I think there are some protests that are going on right now. But once that is awarded, I mean, that's another customer that's going to have this same problem. I don't know that they even know they're going to have it, but they are. I mean, this is another classified environment where they're going to have, they're going to be wanting all of this innovation from Silicon Valley in terms of applications. The developers in Silicon Valley are developing on non-classified environments, probably AWS environments. And when they want to try and get their products into the cloud environment that's specifically made for DOD, which will probably be at the secret level, they're going to have the same problem in terms of compatibility. So they're also going to need an emulator that helps them kind of figure out some of these obstacles before they try to get their products into the DOD community, which is even larger than the IC in terms of its application. Do you foresee there eventually being other ways this technology could be used to help more uncleared workers assist in the classified environment in some way? Oh, definitely. We have a customer right now, I can't really tell you their name. They're on the break of acquiring 200 licenses from us that will allow them to create an army of developers on the unclass side using Combine in order to facilitate development that will go into the classified community. Here's an example of a large vendor that has a contract that allows them to create products for the high side, for specific customers on the high side, and now they're able to leverage all of their resources. They're able to leverage universities. They're able to leverage skilled developers without clearances in order to fit a very specific requirement set. This collaborative environment that they're creating will be able to produce at a greater tilt applications and innovative products for the Intel community. And a lot of times, you know, these folks are, it's almost like the open source environment. You know, you can leverage so many different resources in order to create the most innovative product and then port them up through some type of diode into the uh, intelligence community where you have your high side cleared system engineers that are, you know, waiting at, a, at some type of landing post to then reconfigure the products into the environment. So it makes for a lot more efficiency. It expands the pool of resources can be as creative as you want to be. Traditionally, these are issues that I see the intelligence community has always had because of just the security restrictions and not being able to leverage all of your technology and all your resources to deliver your best products. But now with Combine, we allow you to do that. We're leveraging the best of the open source community, specifically within these organizations, and we're creating an environment for them to be as creative as they want to be 
and then deliver these products into the EIC. It really is definitely a workaround kind of born out of this issue that we have now that it's been talked about, that the problem for a lot of government contractors today is that they're not allowed to pick their best talent. Think about how much technology changes in 18 months if you're waiting for that clearance determination. Sometimes you have to pick the person who has a clearance who doesn't necessarily have the skills that you need. What this is saying is, you know, how can we get those developers and engineers doing this kind of work even if they don't have the clearance. And yet clearances are still going to be important because Combine doesn't work without those companies and developers who have that clear talent on the other side of it as well. That's correct, yeah. I mean, that's totally correct. There's not one solution to this problem. It is all of the above. It's Combine. It's the unclassified candidate pipeline. It's the candidates that, well, the the resources that already have clearances, you know, them supporting the high side. It's kind of all of the above because it's a large mission. It's very complex. We kind of all have to be working on these things. Certainly increasing the efficiency within the clearance process is definitely a huge part of this as well. And I've heard great things about hopefully security services starting to leverage artificial intelligence to do some of these checks on the front part of this and then maybe utilizing resources when when red flags are picked up on specific candidates within their BIs. Also, certainly using maybe some AI machine learning for adjudication processes as well, because adjudication is also a sticking point within the clearance process. There aren't enough adjudicators, and that also creates a backlog. So maybe some of that can be done through AI as well. I think, like I said, all of the above in terms of providing support for the cleared community will kind of be the answer here. We're just happy to play our, our small role in that and simulate the environment and help and the mission as much as we can. And you mentioned the artificial intelligence piece. Is that something you can speak to anymore? Does Sequoia have any solutions around AI that it's looking to leverage when it comes to that process? Well, we don't have any specific AI um, expertise internally to Sequoia, but we do have products that we work with out of Silicon Valley and out of other places that are providing AI solutions. And what we're allowing them to do is test out their products within the classified and cloud to make sure that they're viable and they will actually work once they're granted access into the IC, but they can be ensured that their security is up to standard, you know, their products aren't going to have problems because they have calls to the internet. I mean, we have a, a complete auditing process for all of the products that are using Combine, so you can clearly see you know, where your problems are at all times and you can fix them very efficiently. As in terms for AI, we have AI partners, so we can certainly provide AI solutions for the customer, but that would just be through leveraging a relationship. Well, really, this whole conversation reminds me of how we've been talking over a year about how broken the process is, and the one silver lining in all the difficulty is that perhaps we will start taking really multi-pronged solutions, like you're saying. We are at such a severe point of delays and backlog that one answer is not going to solve the problem. If we really want to fix this, we need to be looking at our technology, our processes, our hiring rhythms, and saying, how can we really overhaul all of those to get the right solution, to get the right talent that you need in the right place? That's correct. Yeah, definitely. We're looking to certainly scale our product and provide it for not only the IC, the intelligence community, but also DOD community at large, because I know they're going to have some of the same issues. We want to make sure that we're working with great companies like Clearance Jobs, great companies like Lockheed Martin and innovative organizations coming out of 
Silicon Valley and everywhere else that want to support very important mission. I mean, this mission is something that none of us can not focus on because it's, it's, it's national security. If we're having problems with getting the best talent to the table in terms of providing support for this community, this is something that all of us need to think about how we can resolve and how we can solve. We're happy to do our part. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Security Clearance Podcast. Please visit news.clearancejobs.com for more security clearance news, insights, and information. Have a great day.